what uh, cultural competence asks us to do is to self-assess, right? We have to understand a little bit about the continuum of cultural competency, and we have to ask ourselves where we fall on this, and we have to ask ourselves where our organizations, our companies fit on this, and we have to ask ourselves, and I did with Mosaic recently, where does our city fall? Right? As a city, as we think about importing remote workers and people from outside of Tulsa, where do we land? As you look at this, cultural destructiveness, cultural incapacity, cultural blindness, cultural pre-competence, cultural competence, and then cultural proficiency. Let's start with you personally. Who's willing to say where they think they fall on this continuum? I had a CEO roundtable last year. I had about 40 CEOs at the Summit Club, and I showed this picture, and I asked them uh, where they fell as individuals. And the room was dead silent, because nobody <laughs> wanted to talk about that. But one lady, female CEO, she said, well, I feel like, I don't think it's bad, but I'm culturally blind. I just treat everyone the same. I just feel like everyone, I don't see color. I, I just think everyone is just, I just respect everyone. And so that's how I run my organization. Major <coughs> company in Tulsa. I was like, oh. But I want you to see me. I want you to understand that I'm different. I have differences. I love that you admitted that you're culturally blind, but I want you to know that there are certainly ways that you can be inclusive, promote belonging, and be a culturally competent leader by not saying that I don't see color. And so part of the work of Mosaic, part of the work that I know Luxa is doing, part of the work I know OCCJ is doing, uh, all of our organizations are trying to move the needle for our city. We are on this um, journey, and I'm walking a fine line of trying to point guilt. Don't want anyone to feel guilty. Want to be partners. Need the straight white male as an ally, certainly, as we all do. But we have to have honest conversations about where these systems stem from. Self-awareness is at the heart of strong leadership. Effective diversity leaders stay ahead of this by working to improve this really critical skill. An important key is committing oneself to the lifelong practice of self-understanding and comprehending the diverse world around us. No matter how hard a person tries, we all have biases, right? There's a noted diversity expert, his name is William Sonnenschein. He's, uh, he suggests that we need to overcome this tendency, this bias, by waking up each and every day and try to wonder what prejudice you'll discover during the day, what assumption that you will make that will be proven wrong, and what biases will affect your day. The problem, the problem, is when we deny or fail to acknowledge these biases. Our interactions and perceptions of others may be influenced by our biases, and these biases may cause us to inadvertently act in ways that are discriminatory to others. Do you recognize and challenge the perceptions, assumptions, and biases that affect your thinking? Do you think about the impact of what you say and how you act before <coughs> you speak or act? And do you do everything you can to prevent the reinforcement of prejudice including avoiding using negative stereotypes when you speak. How does your organization, how do you demonstrate cultural competency? So part of culturally competent communication means that we just do the basics of respecting others' opinion. We acknowledge the cultural generational differences and historical injustices without becoming defensive. We are open to learning and hearing about other cultures and ideas. 
that we seek first to understand others' point of view and then to be understood, and that we always assume good intentions and give each other the benefit of the doubt. That is certainly the rule at my house. They come from all levels of our organization. I've certainly known people that don't have positions of high power within an organization that demonstrate each and every time I interact with them cultural competency. And while leaders have the responsibility to move their organization toward positive change, it's important that they recognize that we're always learning. That's the most important part, and that's why you're all here today. Becoming culturally competent is a journey, and it's not an event, and no one has all the answers. So be easy with yourself, be easy with others. Learners, no one is ever culturally competent in every way with everyone, no matter how much they work to grow in their awareness. You have to openly admit and critically reflect on the mistakes that you make, share what you're learning, and take risks and try new things. Culturally competent leaders are also courageous. They have to be bold. They are not driven by the fear of making a mistake or the need to be liked or be perceived you know, well in every situation. You have to be grounded in your core values, try things you haven't tried before, and have to be willing to make executive decisions. While culturally competent leaders may get excited about the change that is on its way, they know that changing systems takes a lot of time. They understand that these changes don't happen overnight, they don't try to do everything at once, and they recognize that they're teaching people how to fish versus doing it for them, and they never give up. I thank you for joining me today for the Cultural Competency Program, and ask that you have any questions. I'm happy to answer that. You want to comment? Yes. 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 I'm Yvonne Davis with Lexa Enterprises here with Kuma Roberts. Today we officially kicked off our 2019 Coffee and Credits DNI series. Uh, the topic for today was um, cultural competencies for inclusive leadership. Yes, it was awesome. It's my first time doing this speech, but it allowed me to do a little research on my own and bring it to a group of people that honestly we found out today were the choir. We often have these conversations with people that are already on the same wavelength. We want to talk about how to take that message out and really expand that message to others. So I appreciate the opportunity, Yvonne, for having me come. I hope to come back again and we're going to do it in a big way and have a richer conversation about these topics. It was great.